Hello, Bettys. Welcome to the show. Before we get to our guest today, I just wanted to let you know that we have such an epic list of guests coming up in March. We are talking about menopause. We're talking about autoimmunity. We're talking about muscle building. We're talking about recovery practices. And I don't want you to miss any of it. Even if you are listening to the podcast, you may not necessarily be subscribed. So you're going to have to manually go into your podcast app and press play. I would love for you to hit that subscribe button so that you are getting the podcast as they are released. It's going to make me oh so happy to know that you are a subscriber of the pod. You are officially a Betty in the Bettyverse. And of course, you are never going to miss an episode and be the first to know when it drops. Thank you so much. Welcome to Betty Bites, a decidedly delicious, short and sweet mind snack for your brain to chew on. I've gone back into the Betty library and pulled out my favorite Betty sound bites, a recipe you might say. It's bits of wisdom, sprinkles of knowledge, and a dash of dry humor for you to do and be better. I am a huge fan of the Bio Optimizers Magnesium Breakthrough. It has seven forms of magnesium, which is going to help to transform your stress and your performance and your recovery and your sleep to the next level. I'm often asked like, well, what are the types of magnesium we should be looking for? So there's magnesium chelate and citrate and bisglycinate and malate, sucrosomial, taurate and orotate. They have various effects on the body. Bisglycinate, probably the most bioavailable and most absorbable. Malate, it's found naturally in fruits, helps with migraines. Chronic pain has been shown to help improve depression. Magnesium citrate uh, helps with arterial stiffness. It helps with maintaining a healthy weight. Magnesium chelate is important for muscle building, recovery and health, the list goes on and on. You're basically getting them all in one supplement. Each supplement itself is 500 milligrams of magnesium, which I feel is such a great dosage as a great baseline for most women. I have found a beautiful medium of actually cycling my magnesium. So I actually will take one or two of these. So I'm either getting 500 milligrams or up to a gram of magnesium, depending on where I am in my cycle. So head on over to biooptimizers.com forward slash better and use code better for 10% off of any order, but make sure that the magnesium breakthrough is in your cart. Don't be fooled by the frigid temperatures. Keeping hydrated in the wintertime is super important. In colder temperatures, we sweat more due to a higher metabolic demand of trying to maintain a core body temperature. We lose more fluids and electrolytes through our urine. We lose more water through respiration and just general breathing. And our skin dries out in the wintertime as well. We are a ski family, and over this winter, we have been using Elementee's Chocolate Medley. The chocolate chai is absolutely incredible with some boiling water, a splash of milk, and my kids love the chocolate mint with some hot water. This is our apres-ski. We cozy up with Element Hot After Hours on our cross-country trails. Now, for a limited time, you too can get the Element Tea Chocolate Medley and enjoy them hot as I have been doing with this exclusive insider bundle for you. When you buy three boxes of any flavor, it doesn't have to be the chocolate, it can be any of the flavors that they offer, you are going to get the fourth box free. If you head over to drinkelement.com forward slash Dr. Estima, you'll see that exclusive offer at the bottom of the page. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash D-R-E-S-T-I-M-A. And tell me which of the chocolate, Melody, you love the best. 
Can you define, because I want to talk about the, the, the broken seven that you talk about in the book, but what, what is a, when we talk about dissonance between the brain and the body, you call this the brain-body failure. Can you explain what that is and maybe some clinical uh, pearls or insights? If you had a woman coming into you, you know, to your office that's you know, maybe in her mid forties and her mid fifties, and you're suspecting that you're seeing that brain body failure. What are some cues or some clues that you might be picking up on with her? Great question. So there's a lot of them. (laughs) And, you know, one of the things that I think is an important clue is, uh, vasomotor symptoms, hot flashes, night sweats, and starting to to notice some mood changes, um, especially in women in their 40s. So I'm a big believer in more information about perimenopause. I think perimenopause is such a pivotal time in a woman's life cycle. And it's it's a time where, unfortunately, women start to get dismissed more they go to their primary care doctor and they explain they're having night sweats or they explain, okay, I'm not, I don't have major depression, but I've got this moodiness that I never had before. And they often will get, um, you know, sort of patted on the back and told, well, you're getting older, you're not sleeping as much, you know, you have young kids, that's the reason. And no one bothers to check their blood sugar. No one bothers to check their insulin level. No one bothers to look at you know, some of these factors that are so important between the body and the brain. So hot flashes, night sweats, I think are, are really important. I think mood is such an important indicator. It's like a, a barometer, I think, of the brain-body connection. And it's also, you know, I think hormones drive what you're interested in. And as your hormones start to change, that can be, you know, right after having a baby, postpartum is a really common time to have this, but also in perimenopause. And and the way that I think about the hormonal changes in perimenopause is maybe a little different than uh, some other folks. I don't see it as, you know, kind of the sputtering that happens down to zero. It's more like um, this initial first phase of perimenopause, which typically is between like 40 and 45, where you're estrogen starts to fluctuate wildly and progesterone declines. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a period of relative estrogen dominance or dis-estrogenism. And then the second half is when, second half of perimenopause is when estrogen starts to decline. It's not fluctuating wildly quite as much. And overall, it's less than what you had. And we know that for women who are really sensitive to their estrogen levels and to their testosterone levels, it can lead to mood changes. And what I, what I always ask my patients is, you know, tell me about your pregnancy. What was your mood like? What was your mood like after you gave birth, you know, if they've had children? Because that postpartum period is often a preview of coming attractions um, in terms of the brain-body connection. I am incredibly bullish on sauna as a therapy for recovery, heart health, and overall aging well. I personally decided on an infrared sauna from Sunlighten because of the range of far wavelengths and near infrared wavelengths that it offers. Saunas help with detoxification and rejuvenation to rid your body of toxins. It helps with heart health by improving circulation, reducing blood pressure, and helping keep the arteries supple. It helps with muscle recovery by easing the tension and soreness to recover faster. And of course, stress reduction with the warmth and the relaxation of sitting in a sauna 
Ariana. It's crucial for hormonal balance and achieving a state of well-being necessary for a strong physique and a strong mind. If you visit sunlighten.com slash better and use code better to get a discount. That is sunlighten, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N.com slash B-E-T-T-E-R and use code better at checkout. So I mentioned estradiol and progesterone, but there's also thyroid, there's testosterone, of course, there's cortisol. So I I think cortisol is in many ways the elephant in the room in terms Mm -hmm. of brain and body connection in in both directions, Mm -hmm. because we know the gut-brain axis is bidirectional. Yes. So I think those are some key issues. Another one is um, the mitochondria. I have so many patients who give me this clue. They say, you know, I... I love to exercise. I've exercised regularly, but I, I just don't recover the way that I used to. Or I'm just, I'm so tired. I can't do burst training. I know you told me I should do some hit training. I just can't do it. I'm too exhausted. Mm-hmm. So that level of kind of exercise fatigue is another clue of what could be going on. Now, there's also the work, if we could get geeky for just a moment here. Oh, please. <laughs> There's the work of Lisa Moscone, who I think is super interesting. She just published XX Brain. And what she's shown is that 80% of women over the age of 40 start to have this slowdown of their brain energy. 80% of women. So that always makes me curious about, okay, what's going on in that other 20%? I want to study them and see what's different. What do the outliers look like? Yeah, yeah. What do the outliers look like? And then for these women, the 80% who have this slowdown, the technical term for it is uh, cerebral hypometabolism. What we know from PET scans that Lisa has done is that the way that glucose moves around in the brain starts to change. It declines. And it's... substantial. It's like a 15% decrement in uh, perimenopause and like a 20 plus percent decrement in menopause. And when I explain this to my patients, when I say to them, listen, do you find that your brain is slower than it was before? Are you having more difficulty multitasking? You know, are you walking into a room and you can't remember why? Like those are some of the clues Mm -hmm. that tell you that this brain body connection could be disrupted. And is it because the glucose, do we know that, you know, the, the way that the glucose is transporting, is it that it's not being taken up by the cells as efficiently anymore? So you're having more glucose that is not being used to make ATP? Is that, is that what that is? I would say the mechanism isn't totally clear yet. We, you know, what, what I understand from Lisa's research, and this is, um, this was just discovered in the last couple of years. Yeah. What I understand from her research is that it seems to be the decline in estrogen in the brain that kicks off this process. Right. But the point you're making, I think, is important too. You know, is this related to what I think of as insulin block or insulin resistance, where your cells become numb to insulin in the rest of the body? Like, is it also happening in the brain? Yeah. And so there seems to be a correlation between the two. And we know that, you know, these these could be some of the very early steps that lead over a few decades to Alzheimer's disease. And as someone who has Alzheimer's in my family, I'm super interested in that particular area. And so we know that the same enzyme, insulin degrading enzyme that deals with your blood sugar and trying to stabilize your blood sugar is also the enzyme that helps to break down beta amyloid. Right. So 
controlling your blood sugar, you know, I, I sometimes joke that I want people to care about their their blood sugar the way that they care about their retirement accounts because it is your retirement account. Like it is yeah. it is the most important lever when it comes to brain health and such an important lever when it comes to the brain-body connection. All right, Bettys, if you found that that little snippet wet your appetite and you are looking for more, you can go to our show notes for this episode. And in the show notes, we will have a link for you to click on and it will bring you to the full, robust, juicy conversation.